Thank you for listening to Interviews. My name is Laurent Autain. I'm a business coach on a quest to crack the entrepreneurship code. So I thought, why not talking to entrepreneurs around the world and ask them to share the practical tips and lessons learned. I hope their stories will help you better navigate your own entrepreneurship journey. This podcast is available on most platforms. Subscribe now. Hi, thank you for joining Interviews. I want to inspire as many entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs as possible. You can definitely help me achieve my goal by sharing this show with your network. And today we are going back to a country I used to live in, Cambodia. I'm joined by, I'm joined, sorry, by Natalia Rodionova, the managing director and co-owner of IT Academy Step and founder of Sisters of Code. Hello, Natalia. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hello. Thank you for inviting. And it's a big pleasure for me to be here. Great. Me too. So tell us a little bit about your journey, please. All right. So yes, indeed. For the past five years, I have been living and working in Cambodia, which now I consider my home. Hmm. But originally, I come from Latvia. It's a very small country in Europe. And this is where I was born. I have completed my university and got my first experience both in corporate world and then uh, starting my own company. And uh, yes, in 2015, I moved to work and live in uh, Phnom Penh. Why did you become an entrepreneur? Because you were living the corporate life. So what were the triggers? What happened? Yes, I think my story is not very unique. This is why I hear <laughs> a lot from other people. Like they start in corporate world, they work and for someone else, they are making pretty good salary and maybe growing their career. And then at one day, something happens and they think, hmm, maybe that is not the best way for me and I wanna try something else. That's at mm. least what these kind of stories I've been hearing around quite a lot. Yes, I and that is my yeah right, <laughs> and that is my story too. So I actually I would not say that you know I was born with a dream to start my company, and especially uh, you know uh, um, Latvia used to be a Soviet Union republic, so we uh, had a communism where like entrepreneurship was not existing at all. Mm. Then it all um, fell down, and in 1991, uh, Latvia became independent again. And then uh, there was like the whole process of uh, re-establishing the economy and finding um, this kind of new identity for the country and a new way. Mm. And uh, and then I was studying in the university when it happened, and uh, I was uh, actually studying uh, international relationships and politics, because at that time I believed this is the best way how to change the world for better. Oh. And uh, yes, and then I was a little bit frustrated um, in the end when I got into practice. Uh, but it's another story, not today. <laughs> yes. 
business and 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 my my kind of my job my career started in financial sector i was working in a bank that was really interesting and exciting but it was a huge corporate um, company and it was uh, like a a lot of employees, lots of branches, and it was um, a very intense uh, and, and very dynamic, I would say, uh, time. Uh, uh, from there, I moved to a telecom industry, mm -hmm. and I joined um, a telecom company, which was a challenger by the approach and spirit, and that was something very appealing to me, coming from a quite stable uh, banking industry mm. and and then like uh, at one point you understand that going to work and working for someone else like for me it was like like taking a bus with the same roof like you know you go you get into this bus in the morning together with other people somebody is driving this bus forward Mm. Most probably that person is also hired by someone else and you have to take the route of this bus and you take it every day and then you're sharing the same route and, and you kind of have to pay your ticket to be there. Like, right. So and then again, I thought like, well, it's not about me. I'm not the person to take a bus. I prefer walking or taking a bicycle where you choose what you want to see, what you want to do, when you want to do, where you want yourself to be taken. And that kind of like reflection helped me to realize that with the values I have, with my dreams, with my the vision for life, taking a bus, not the most appropriate thing. And, and I, it, I spent a lot of time thinking if I should do that, because honestly, I had a, a good team back there. And, and I, I, I still remember with a very positive thoughts in my colleagues and my work, uh, but it was not the place to see myself. Um, and, and that was the time when I decided, okay, so what is the solution right. in this case? How to be happy, and uh, and that one. So I you were not happy. You were not happy. I, I was. I was okay. It was okay. But like I'm telling you that this bus is not for me. This idea yeah. of a bus, it, it can work for someone, which is absolutely fine. But but I just realized that with with the values and with my vision, what I wanted, who I want to be. Like taking this bus in the morning every time, mm. five days a week, is not what I want to do, right? So, so I, 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 I just quit it. I, I went and I, I told, sorry, I'm, I'm not, I have to stop. I don't want to work anymore. And I'm starting my own thing. And, um, and yeah, so I, I resigned. I think I like you know I had the privilege of working for a very like a nice company. We had a good social security packages and, mm. and all that. So it was not like you know uh, starting my life from zero. And uh, it was fun. I mean I mean like I also had a very good support from family and my husband supported me. So I would say that uh, that moment was uh, a good moment to make right. this decision and yeah. try. And, and I founded a company uh, that was uh, first a very small one. Uh, we were like, uh, the, the company was to, uh, for um, 
uh, herbal tea uh, product development and, and trade. Mm -hmm. So it was absolutely new for me, an industry where I, I, I've never been doing any like uh, uh, tea production and sales, which I learned, was learning and I was trying to make it successful. But what I learned from there, how expensive mistakes can be. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yes. yes! Let's talk about that. Yes, <laughs> yes. which I, I don't feel ashamed, you yes. know? I don't want to say that, oh my God, that was the worst uh, decision ever made. It was an expensive decision, but I did enjoy it. <laughs> uh, tell me more, tell me more. Yes. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Well, I think I made a lot of mistakes. Like, I, you know what, I think, and this is maybe the message I would like to share with someone who is thinking, okay, I want to start my own business, my own company. We are often being in an illusion that uh, pursuing dreams and going after what we love would bring us money. Mm. But business is not only about like making your dreams come true is it is also about sustaining your operations paying taxes mm -hmm. and being very smart and, and and active with sales which i lacked right. i i had a, a very uh, i would say my experience in marketing and and communications and product development in telecom was different because like i had a very strong team like amazing management support but i didn't know anything about this new industry where i was stepping into except that i really loved that and i thought that if i love it then everyone else will love it mm -hmm. which did not happen yep. <laughs> it was, <laughs> yes it's it's not that if you like it then everyone else should like it no you have to think about that so made the strategical mistake was to start with a premium product which was not giving opportunity to scale and uh, sustain the cash flow that was mm. important another problem was that in uh, the uh, trade uh, you have to uh, understand uh, that there are delayed payments like you know 30 days 45 days payments uh, uh, which comes later, so kind of all these financial things that I didn't know about uh, were kind of hard lessons for me to learn. Mm -hmm. As well as production is quite challenging, like you have to understand all your volumes and, and take that into consideration and then plan your investment. So it's kind of like it's a separate conversation and, and there are lots of details that I learned yeah. on the way. And I would say that I've tried to keep and, and, and or transform to find some new products that can kind of attract a different a new ways to, uh, to create cash flow, uh, but it, it did not uh, work that well. I, I, I was proud with what we've created. The design was amazing. The, the tea we, we pre-created uh, was a present um, uh, from the president of Latvia to the president of Turkey. So there was like wow. uh, some nice success stories on mm -hmm. the way, but they did not, like in, lo in the long run, it, it did not um, uh, help me to achieve the results that, uh, that, uh, that I wanted. 
and that was like a quite like i mentioned like expensive and hard lesson to mm -hmm. learn but all right so, so that's life right and yes. uh, i don't i don't consider that as like you know the end of the world and actually that helped me to realize what are my weaknesses what should I improve if I want to continue this bicycle route and not mm -hmm. taking back a bus and then and then search for new ways and that happened that I don't know if you would uh, believe that or not but universe is there and listening to us <laughs> so yeah. so I somehow uh, got connected uh, with um, uh, my uh, current partner and uh, the uh, and the owners of IT Academy step in Ukraine mm -hmm. and they were looking for a partner to open a branch in Cambodia and and that was like an extremely exciting opportunity for me I love challenges and I thought uh, Cam Cambodia sounds exciting and nice I want to try we did several visits to in uh, to do market research locally mm -hmm. to understand how it worked before making the final decision and uh, and then uh, there have been a lot of uh, few several months like if not a half a year for preparing the business plan understanding like um, all the details and and that is how me my husband and my daughter and my dog finally mm. moved to Cambodia in 2015 to start uh, this uh, this company here uh, well, what, a, what a what a journey you you mentioned so many important things uh, that we won't be able to talk about everything <laughs> <laughs> But there are, there are certain things I would like to, uh, to dig a little bit further. And like you said, I also believe that everything that we've done in the past has brought us where we are today. And I do believe in, uh, you know, in, the, in luck, but it's not luck for the sake of, it's not luck for luck. It's, it's, I think you create your own luck because you know how to identify the opportunities, for, for example. But mm. You mentioned something. You said you talk about sales. And I think this is so important. I see so many entrepreneurs not focusing enough on sales because they don't they don't realize they don't realize it. I mean, if you don't do anything today, in six months' time, you won't have anything <laughs> in the pipeline, right? Yes. So sales is such a long-term process, and it's a it's a cycle. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs making the mistake of thinking of seeing sales as just a one-off. You know, you sell and that's it. You're done. Is that what happened with you? Well, I would say, like, definitely that is not what, how I see that. Like, that sales is just one of the functions mm. of the operations. Like, it's basically, for me, an indicator of how well is my company working, is how well is my team is uh, prepared to deal and, and to attract attention, to provide information to the customers, identify needs of the customers mm. when, so like proposing a product that we can uh, help with and, and then and making sure that, that sales is just like, for me, it's a, 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 actually an indicator of, of, of the success, like how are we uh, doing? and but it's not the ultimate goal like i know that sales will be there if we have great product 
great support if the team is working with this idea of delivering the best we can and and you know what for me it's i don't know is it like for everyone but for me it was quite challenging part of of uh, of learning like the importance and the nature of sales mm -hmm. i thought before that it's kind of like you know you are being annoying to people if you are yes. selling something and i feel like oh maybe like I should not be that uh, uh, annoying and I should not push myself and, and that is not that nice. Like, how, why should I do that? So I had a lot of personal uh, concerns and mm. a lot of personal insecurity. And, and that was something that I was working on a lot and, and then helped me to understand that actually I'm not selling, I'm helping. Yes. And, and then changing this perspective made me realize that helping means understanding what people want mm -hmm. and why do they want it and how mm -hmm. my service my product can help them so it's not about so i i don't know if if it's clear but for me like sales is not this kind of like you know uh, market style approach but yeah. rather than a communication and and continuous um, exchange of, of, uh, of energy, money, information, everything yeah. that keeps the, the company uh, sustainable and active and working. And that is a part of actually of every team member work. It's not only like for financial manager and a sales manager to remember about that. So yes. for everyone. Yes, yes. I completely uh, agree with you. Uh, I don't see sales as a, as this big thing that is is making me afraid, and I, I'm not scared of it because I see it as a conversation with other mm. people with other people because that's what that's what it is. Like you said, for me it's the same. It's what are my needs of my customers. You know, I have I have uh, these um, sales schools that I that is titled. It's not about you, because mm -hmm. you know the bad the bad salespeople. What they do, they not they stop, they don't stop talking about themselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we all have had that that ex bad experiences with uh, sales interactions like that. Okay, what about you going to Cambodia? Because you live in Latvia. You have mm -hmm. this comfortable life. Yes, you may, you have, you've kind of fell, but it was okay. And now you move to this country where you have, it's the first time you're going overseas, if I, if I remember well what you said. To work, yes, yes. Work, right, to work, mm -hmm. yes. You don't know anything about it. It's a new culture. Everything is new. How did you manage? Mm. Well, I was in shock in the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, my god what is happening is it true but i think like you know like one of my dreams is like um to make a difference like mm. to to do something that is like that could like bring an impact uh, not only for my life but like for for community or for for place where i am and and i saw definitely there is a big potential in cambodia uh, the, the market is developing and in, in the industry where I work, educational industry is like really, really 
mm, how to say it be diplomatic like it should have more quality it should have more a diverse offer so for for the for the uh for the people mm. and uh, the um the market is young uh, like uh, 70 percent of uh, cambodian population is below 35 years old so that is like uh, they they want to learn and then there is a need for that so in terms of like market opportunities, business opportunities, we definitely saw that as an, a, a very interesting uh, place to start, especially for us as a pilot project, because we were uh, looking at Cambodia as uh, the door to Asia. Uh, right. Cambodia is pretty comfortable in terms of uh, starting a company for foreigners. And uh, there are like uh, not... The, the requirements are, are nice, I would say, and welcoming for the um, entrepreneurs if they know what they want to do. So we tried, uh, we, we thought that that's a great place to start from. And uh, I was not afraid. Like I'm, I'm actually like, uh, if I go to a restaurant, I'll try something on the menu I've never mm. tried before. I like <laughs> trying new things. So I thought, okay, so Cambodia seemed to be nice. The weather is nice, always sunny and hot, and uh, you have a sea and then possibilities to travel. And people are very nice here as well, very friendly. And I found the local community really supportive. So I felt quite good in terms of like stepping into this new position, new world. There were and still are some uh, like very surprising moments. And then you would think like, why is it happening this way? Like, I've never thought they can do that. Mm. But that kind of keeps me refreshed. So, you know, in Europe, we are stuck with very specific things to do or, or mindset that is kind of fixed on, oh, that ha like everyone is doing that or this is how it should be. These are the rules you have to follow. Here are no rules. You create your own rules. You take your own uh, chances. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, it is more demanding more risky in some ways, but at the same time, lots of energy, lots of exciting opportunities, and uh, I would say easy to try. You right. know, like you, you don't have this very expensive entrance ticket if you want to start something. You, mm. you try, see how it works, and then, then you can make your decision, like you want to continue or not. So I, I kind of like, it wasn't it was like emotionally i did have some challenges like but then uh, i think uh, we have adapted pretty well and and uh, i am very happy with the results we have achieved and i found my community here i found my place here i say i would say mm. and, and, and i don't regret coming here well nice to hear so recently you uh, funded uh a new organization called Sisters of Code, which is about empowering female students to enter the digital economy. So why is it such a challenge for girls and why is it so important for you? Mm. Yes, indeed. In 2019, uh, I founded the non-profit educational program, which offers free lessons for the girls. So how did it start? First of all, like, you know, I'm coming from a family where my both parents are engineers. So I never had a question if a girl can study any technical subjects because it was obvious 
Mm. Can <laughs> my yeah. mom is an engineer? My father is an engineer. No one is is saying girls are not that good with engineering skills. And then starting at an IT training center in Cambodia, I realized that, for example, in a group of 20 students, I would be lucky to have one or two female students. Mm. So the number of female students was super low. I did also some research and the Ministry of Education data in Cambodia is saying that only 7% of students, of female students, choose to study technology subjects. And only 30% of those 7% who would enroll would actually end up working in uh, the um, major of Oh, wow, that's not a lot. And not at all. It's mm. like really, really small number. And so we had uh, like some discussions internally and then talking to other people in the industry, we realized that there is definitely like um, a, a barrier for female students to see themselves in, in, in the tech community. And when we are all moving to digital economy, and we are actually in, in the digital economy right now, having technical skills is extremely important. So that's why uh, the decision was like, we thought, okay, so let's do. So I founded the Sisters of Code program. We were lucky to get support from um, partners like USAID, British Embassy, later on Australian Embassy. And that enabled us to provide those lessons for free for the students uh, to attend. And then in COVID-19, we have created online lessons as well. Mm. And this year we won two amazing awards, one from Solve MIT, uh, which is uh, very uh, important for us and makes us proud. And the, just yesterday we were announced as the winners of Equals in IT by ITU, that is a UN uh, entity in nice. Switzerland. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So yes, the work has been noticed and we see the results, definitely. Great. So you're a woman entrepreneur. Uh, you have your own company. You funded this organization. You support. You support young uh, female students. What legacy do you want to leave in this world? Oh wow, that's like like you know like a very uh, important a uh, big question. Yes. <laughs> <For a> book. <laughs> <laughs> what would be what would be the title of your book? Uh, yes, what would be the title of, the, of my book? Uh, I think like uh, Be Brave, uh, that's something brave. that, uh, yes, I would say, and, 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 and why not? Uh, I think, you know what, for, uh, I, I think my personal story actually is privileged uh, to be one where I have not experienced any life-changing inequality mm. like you know i've never i didn't have this um like negative uh negative case when somebody would judge me and say oh you are a woman you cannot do that would not even consider i didn't have that or i have not noticed that because mm. i never thought it's possible i did have some minor cases when people would look down at me especially men and like thinking yeah what this woman can why this woman is so uh, jumpy and, and saying others what to do and, and <laughs> always, always having her opinion on everything but it's like you know it, it i i never consider that as a barrier for myself like mm. uh, 
and um, I, I, I thought that but what is important is what I want to do and, and how, what kind of legacy do I want to leave? And my legacy definitely is that like focus on what you want to achieve and what kind of story you want to tell with your life. Hmm. I've seen so much like working with young people. I see so much, uh, so, so many cases when young people are looking around and they are waiting for someone else to tell them what to do. They don't know. They are lost. They feel confused and they are afraid of, of, of they doing things because mm. they, they are afraid of failing. And, and what I learned like in my life, in, in my, on my way, that actually like grabbing opportunities, saying yes, saying why not, what if I try that or what if I'll do that, is actually will bring for you more than you would even dream about. And yes, it will not be always a piece of cake. You will have to work hard. But that is the exciting part for me. That is how you get stronger, you get better, and, and, and how you create the life you want. For me, maybe also one, one, one kind of metaphor is exercising, like, you know, doing a mm-hmm. sport. When you have to do it every day, like, to, to keep your body strong and, and, uh, and, 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 and you keep your muscles growing. Mm. You have to challenge yourself. And, and yes, you may feel tired. You may feel pissed off on, on, while doing that. You may feel, uh, I don't know, sweaty. But, but the result is there only if you commit to doing things. Mm. And that is like, that's what I believe in too, like doing things, trying things and, 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 and working for that. It's a great analogy with, with sports because it's a, it's a subject that we don't talk enough. I think, you know, I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs neglect the importance of taking care of themselves. Mm. How can you take care of others and of your business and your family if you don't take care of yourself and i'm talking mentally and physically yes absolutely absolutely yes what are you the most uh, proud of so far i think i'm most proud of uh, of the achievements we have in cambodia i'm really proud of it academy step growing so well in just five years we have like around 400 students studying with us we de- we are surviving now a very hard period of time with mm. covid 19 and schools being closed and uh, the necessity to move online we see that not everything is working as we wish it would work there are lots of challenges and it's, it's a hard time for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and, but I'm still proud of both with the team managing that so well and uh, with our company keeping uh, working and, 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 and having some amazing plans. Mm-hmm. We have just opened a branch in Vietnam. That oh, wow. would be my nice. yes, that would be my next challenge for the next year to, to launch it there. And uh, yes, yeah, so that is something that I'm very, very proud of. And definitely Sisters of Code is a project of my heart. Uh, when mm-hmm. I see our female students uh, creating websites and uh, only like 16 weeks ago, they would not even know how to use a computer. So I, I, I see right. a lot of, of uh, you know, uh, positive change happening in their lives. 
So you just mentioned the, uh, the success of IT Academy step. Can you share a little bit the, the lessons that you have learned? How, how, did you, how do you think it has been that successful? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, first of all, I would say that a focus on efficiency uh, mm. is, is the key for us. Uh, and uh, and uh, when we've started here, the main goal was to 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 be efficient and have a very uh, flexible team structure and and make decisions fast if we had to. So we were not stuck on a, like you know uh, on five year strategy and then would realize oh that didn't work. That was like not even acceptable for us. We, we have decided, all right, so we are in the new market. We do have a product that we have to be open-minded and adaptable mm. and flexible. And that is what we've been doing. Also, one more learning is finding uh, um, team members you can trust and you can work together. It's like making a team which is strong, which is sharing the same um, values and people whom, with whom you feel good, where mm -hmm. you can share the feedback, where you can share uh, the lessons learned and discuss and, and also get feedback from them was also a, a very important um, point for the development. And, and the final one is to commit to the quality, like don't compromise on the quality. We really are focused, and this is like coming back to this question of sales. Yeah. So uh, don't compromise on the quality, deliver even more than expected rather than over promise and under deliver, which is like, I, I see quite a lot around mm. and that is not what we want to do. We better do even more than they want, but, but not less definitely. And, and that is like, these are the main, maybe three main, like efficiency, teamwork, and, and being uh, committed to quality are the, the main, uh, for me at least, uh, uh, success factors. Great learnings here. So my show is uh, titled Cracking the Entrepreneurship Code. Do you think you've mm. cracked the code? I am still on my way. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me write a book <laughs> and then when it will be, and then, 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 then I can tell, yeah, that's, that's my book. I cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> Not if I write it first. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what is the one recommendation that you would give to entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs out there? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say, don't be afraid of making mistakes. Like that is what, what, it was a painful thing for me, but I learned so much. And I think like this attitude of not being afraid of, of making those mistakes and being open to trying things is what kind of helped me to grow. And I'm still open to, mm. to, to experiments. I'm still open to trying things. And, and, and even if I find that they don't work, that's also fine with me. And I, that's, I think what makes a good entrepreneur uh, successful is like being open to, to taking risks mm. because risks are always connected to a possibility to make a mistake. We definitely have to think forward like, okay, so what are the reasons? What will I do in, if, I, if that will happen? 
that is kind of like you know strategic planning and thinking yeah. but but even giving yourself an opportunity like giving yourself like allow yourself and say yourself okay you don't have to be perfect that's your journey something can happen but if you believe this is something you want to try try do a lot of analysis do a lot of sales focus on the customer's needs but don't be afraid of actions because that will not if you don't do anything nothing will happen that's yeah. the thing get things done yeah right yeah yeah definitely <laughs> i agree <laughs> well thank you very much natalia one thank last you. question how can people contact you I think LinkedIn is the best one. If we can, uh, uh, I'm, I'm there and, and people can see my profile and, and see uh, a button messenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you. I really enjoy our conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to talk and I hope uh, your listeners will enjoy it as much as we have enjoyed that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. If you like this episode, share it on social media so we can inspire as many entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs as possible. See you next time. Bye-bye.